Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO with you for the next couple of hours talking sports with you on a Tuesday. Not a lot to look back at from last night, so we'll spend a lot of time looking forward. Cubs cards, uh, they'll resume their 19 games that they'll play against each other here this season with game number 10 tonight. Did you know, Trent Condon, and good to speak with you and Same see to you, you, as always, that uh, the first three series have been sweep, sweep, sweep by the home team. Think we're getting a sweep here? No. No. I don't think that's going really far on that limb, but mm-hmm. I would be surprised. Uh, yeah, I'd be surprised. It's Darvish, Hendricks, Darvish, Wainwright, Hendricks, Miklas, and Lester Flaherty are the patch, pitching matchups for the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday uh, games. Uh, so those promise to be fun. Anyways, Brian Walton's going to join the program in about 20 minutes. TheCardinalNation.com. Of course, the Cardinals play here. Uh, these two teams will begin play tonight in a virtual tie at the top of the Central Division uh, in the National League. So we'll spend some time on that. Bill Bender usually joins us on Wednesday, but if you heard the update, uh, Trent informed you that uh, we are, have a short show tomorrow. Off at 11. Cappy's going to be part of it. So we'll get Cappy in here about 10.35 tomorrow. If you're a fan of David Kaplan, if you're a fan of uh, Chicago sports, he has you covered every Wednesday. Brought to you by Centurion Stone of Iowa. Cappy will join us at 10.35. And then uh, we've got some high school baseball. Bill Bender would have been in the 11 o'clock hour, but we'll move him up to today. If you're a college football fan, he is the Sporting News' college football columnist. And the Top 25, Sporting News Top 25 has been released Still has that moniker to it. Sporting News carries that respect, at least it, uh, in, in my eyes. Such a great, great publication. You know, 70s, 80s. Yes. Then they switched to a magazine from away from the newspaper and yeah, really didn't like that. But, you know, uh, here we are. It's an online product now. Um, and the top 25 is out. Iowa is not in it. Iowa State is in it. That's where I would like to start with you today. So I threw out what I thought was a pretty innocuous tweet. Just about some updated odds, college football odds for Iowa and Iowa State. I saw it. I didn't open. It was Bovada, correct? Yes. This is from Bovada. Odds to make the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Just the to playoff. get in. To get in. So as long as you're one of the top four. Yes. Um, so you more likely path to the playoff. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, the answer is neither. <laughs> right, right. But yeah. if I had to come up with one, you win the West, but you do so on how many losses? Then you win the Big Ten championship game. You play, you finish first or second in the Big 12, and you've got, you have to win the Big 12, obviously, mm-hmm. and do so with 12 and 1. I was going to say one loss. Yeah. And even a 12 and 1, 
from yeah. the Big 12? Well, the Big 10's been shut out lately, too. So, But the Iowa State brand, I think that plays a part. It's not supposed to. It's not it's supposed human, to. Human nature, I, I'm with you. We don't know. Um, and same thing, Iowa brand, too. So is, is, is Iowa State a shorter price than Iowa? 50 to 1 for the Cyclones. 50 to 1. Okay. Iowa 66 to 1. Yeah. Now, we're talking same avenue here. It's right. not a huge difference. But here's the odds to win each of their conferences. Okay. Iowa State to win the Big 12. They're and, picked third by most people. Yes. So, I don't know, 10 to 1. No, it's probably too high. Yeah, 10 to 1. 8 to 1. 8 to 1. Okay. 8 to 1, the number. Iowa to win the Big Ten, not the Big Ten West. The entire Big Ten. To win not only the West, but then win the championship game. Well, there's two, Ohio State and Michigan. There's a lot of Nebraska love. Um, 15. That's too low. Yeah, 15. I'll say 15. 15 to 1 to win the Big Ten. That's, the, that's your pick. That's my. I'm going to stick with it. 35 to 1. Wow, I was way off. 35 to 1. I mean, they can still. We've talked about this before. They could go six and three, and if they get the tiebreakers, they'd be playing in Indy. Yeah, but that's not going to get him in the playoff. But this is only to win the Big Ten, oh, thirty-five yeah, to one. Yeah, yeah. That's all this is. That's all it takes. That you know what? Get me some of that. Yeah, thirty-five to one. Not only that, but if they do win the division, they're playing Indianapolis. Right. Think of the hedging opportunity no, you're going to have. Yeah, there. That's a great point. Yeah, you're going to be laying a price. So it tells me that you took a little, uh, well, little taste of that this morning, did you? I, I only that's have to, a, that thirty-five to one. That's a bad number. That is a bad number. The reason I looked at Bovada is because... You just can't break the habit of, of betting illegally. <laughs> well, that too. Which you'll be able to do two weeks from Thursday. You'll actually be able to bet legally. 16 days. The countdown continues. I, I have one of those countdown boards. I rip off a piece of paper every What's morning. What's that calendar you get at Christmas? What do right, they call yeah. it? Uh, An uh, advent calendar? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I got one of those and I get a piece of chocolate, chocolate every morning. Every morning. Right. <laughs> Gets me going. A... But Bovada, a year ago, they had the division odds, and that's what I was looking for because I've looked everywhere, and I haven't been able to find odds to well, win. Well, they'll be the, the second choice West. behind Nebraska. You think so? It's just Nebraska's brand. I mean, there's so much Nebraska love out there. there I don't is, understand yes. it. I mean, I think they're going to be way better, mm-hmm. but just to anoint them as um, the, the, the turnaround. I mean, they were four and eight. Now they lost some close games, and they, they were did. way better at the end than they were in the beginning. Look, week two will know a whole lot more about this team when they go to Boulder and take on the Buffs. See, and I don't think Colorado's going to be very good. I don't yeah, think they that's got a, a quarterback, good... and they got a really good receiver, and that's Chenault. it. Yeah, still, it's going on the road against a Pac-12 team. I mean, I think when Nebraska will be favored in the football game. Yes. Probably not significantly. Round of what? Six and a half, seven, probably in that range, yeah, something like touchdown. that. touchdown. Yep, probably so. But if you had to make the odds, if all right, we get the call. Ken and Trent, you guys need to put together the odds to win the division, the Big Ten West. You'd put Nebraska would be the would be the favorite, like three to two, something mm, like that. Plus one fifty, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's, maybe a that's touch fair. more, plus one seventy five. Mm-hmm. Probably in there, Iowa, a higher than that, but not five significantly. To no, that's too much. I think two plus two twenty five, twenty two twenty five in there. And then, then, gets, then I don't know Minnesota Badgers because of the name, the name brand. Probably more there'll be more Badger loves than Gopher loves because of the brand. So you go Gotta that direction. That in. Northwestern, three to one for both Northwestern, Wisconsin, Minnesota, who we both do like, yeah. or in that four or five to one. Purdue probably in that four to five to one range, something like that. Who was the national writer? Yes, maybe it was Ralph Russo from AP uh-huh. or Stuart Mandel, one of them, on Twitter yesterday. He's reached the point uh, in July 
where he's just picked the Gophers to win the Big Ten West, and he was kind of incredulous. They can't believe that he did that. I understand it. I think we both have mm-hmm. the same feeling. We've seen good teams. You know, they had the, the team with Maroney yep. and Marion Barber. Barber they, yep. they were really good. Yep. But Assad, the quarterback, they've yep. had some nice teams. And they're, uh, Decker, the receiver. Really good offensive line, mm-hmm. certainly back in the Glenn Mason era. Eric Decker married a country star. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Shania Twain. No, 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 no. She's on uh, Carrie uh, Underwood. No, no, that's uh, uh that's uh, Mike Fisher's hockey player. I'm running out of. Uh, yeah, anyways, uh, it doesn't matter. Here, okay. there. But we've seen good teams, but they've never been able to completely put it together. Jesse James, maybe. Jesse, yeah. is that a? Is that a? I, anyways, go on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm completely out of my lane here with country singers. Uh oh, the Gophers, but they've never, they've never had a complete team, and are they still a quarterback short? No, no, they're not. I like Alex Dead. I do. I like him. I, I think they got two young quarterbacks. They do. Um, two young quarterbacks that both saw significant playing time last year. That can only help. The defense completely reformed last yeah, month. Yeah, transfer of the year. from Notre Dame. Yeah, but they fired their defensive coordinator, and apparently they got good overnight with that. Speaking of that, speaking of firing coaches, the Dolphins fired their offensive line coach today. Trent, they well, went to camp on Friday. He must not have been doing a very good job, Ken. I mean, you have to three days in. I mean, Jesus! Didn't see the development that they wanted out of that Apparently offensive line. So, man, oh man! In three days, the guys. I don't even know if the veterans are there yet, and the guys out the door. Gonna guess that there was probably some. No, nothing. Apparently, it was all job. I thought the same thing. No way. Did he get busted overnight? Are we gonna? What's the rest of the story? Right, fight that, with another coach, precisely, or a player, precisely. What's the rest of the story? No, there's nothing more to it. We didn't like the way the line was coming together. Well, I guess you give him credit on one hand. You know, better proact than react. Yeah, it's fair. But I, I thought that was really, really strange. That is. Three days in. Three days in, boom, he's gone. He's out the door. Uh, baseball, no, from last night, just because I want to. Because there was nothing going on last there, night. There was not. So you know what's really cool about the team that I root for but never watch? The Toronto Blue Jays. The Toronto Blue Jays. They have a lot of dudes' sons that yeah. we do. Second base, Craig Biggio's kid. Devon? Uh, Devon, yeah. Um, second base, uh, shortstop. Dante Bichette's kid, Bo Bichette. Third base, Vladimir Guerrero's kid, Vladdy Jr. So, pretty cool, right? Uh, Vigio and Guerrero, a couple of Hall of Famers, Dante Bichette. He was a, uh, he made the all-star team a bunch. He, yes. I'm, I don't know the answer to this. How many home runs do you think he hit? Dante Bichette? Yes. Did he hit 300? That's exactly where I was going, like 320 as a Because he was, he was with those Rockies team when the Rockies yes. came in the league. I want to say, I know he was. He was an angel prior to that. In fact, was kind of cool. Well, maybe to the Bichette family, maybe not to our audience. Um, the old man played his first major league game. At Kauffman Stadium. Oh, really? And now is the kid, Hobachet, uh-huh. got called up and played his first yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it was they're two bad teams. They're two, for the most part, quadruple A teams that were on last night. But how many more times I'm going to get to watch them between mm-hmm. now and the end of the year? And I thought, you know what, I'm going to uh, do my best to stay away from watching the Nationals and the Braves a game that means more and. I tried my best. It didn't necessarily always work out, um, but it was kind of cool. But just those those three. Three fathers, right? Mm-hmm. Bichette, Biggio, and Vladdy Guerrero, and all of their kids. It's pretty cool to see. It is pretty cool to see, and, and all playing in the infield. Now, say this. Um, Vladimir Guerrero makes Kyle Schwarber look like an all-star left fielder. 
Not solid defensively? Oh, my God, Trent. I don't know, and there's got to be some analytics on this, and you would know where to look. I don't. Yeah. This might be the worst defensive third baseman, and I'm not being hyperbolic, I've ever seen. Really? I've ever seen. Now, put put a bat in his hand and get him in the batter's box. Sure. And that's why he's there. That's why Schwarber is playing left, because in the National League, there is no DH, at least yet, as you know. But my God, Vladimir Guerrero is just atrocious in the field. Looking uh, standard fielding, let's see. This is a negative 13. Uh, this is a total zone. That means basically he doesn't have any range. Right. Negative 13. So, I, so my scouting eye still what it once was. Defensive run saved. He's a negative there. Uh-huh. Uh, that is make uh, above or below average. He is certainly below average. Total fielding runs above average per 1,200 innings. Uh, let's see. That would be a negative 30. Mm-hmm. I would have to take a rundown here. I'm going to guess, though, it's about as bad as you're going to find. You're not not the many worst negative I've ever 30s. Seen. Trent, it's the worst I've ever seen. Negative I know 30. he's a young kid, uh, yeah. and it's a bad team, so you can throw him out there, and it's not going to hurt you. Um, to let him you know, learn on, learn, learn on the fly, if you will. But boy, oh boy. But boy, it's fun to watch bat. Yes, he I mean, is. When he gets into that batter's box. Uh, anyways, enough Toronto Blue Jays, and I know our audience <laughs> thanks me. Uh, Cubs cards tonight. As we mentioned at the top, home team has won every game. Three, I think, really juicy pitching matchups. Ideal weather conditions for these teams. You know what? I forgot to look and I meant to. Do these two teams finish the season with each other? Mm, go do you know? That last three-gamer of the year, yes, they do, in St. Louis. Really? How about that? At STL, Friday the 27th through Sunday, How about September that? 29th. So they play, so the Cubs will finish their home portion of the schedule Thursday through Sunday series against the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Then they skedaddle to Pittsburgh for three before finding their way uh, to St. Louis to finish the season. This is a bad road team, Trent. This, the Cubs I'm speaking of, they're a bad road team. They're worse than the division by a long way, playing against teams in the division on the road. Um, they've got some time to turn around, but this could make for a juicy final couple of weeks of the season. Two needle movers and I market during football season, trying to elbow their way into the conversation. You've got to make room. You and base, baseball has done a great job of moving all the games right around that 2 o'clock Central Time first pitch. Where On Sunday. On Sunday. Yes. All yeah. the games will be happening about the... Some are 210, some are 205, some are 250. But right in that same area, every game of baseball starts at that time. Remember the scoreboard watching and, ah, yes. do we, can we pull this guy and save him for the playoffs? No, we can't. Right. You, you're, you have that going on. There was that great end of the baseball season. What was that now? Oh, Seven, eight, nine know, years ago. It was unbelievable. The Braves were involved. Yeah. The Cardinals were Houston involved. Houston was involved. It, it was an incredible night of baseball. And they're trying to recapture that as best they can mm-hmm. uh, here as they went to that, what, probably three, four years ago? All these games they moved to. It's to been that a while. Yes, it's start. been a while. You can make noon starts on the Pacific time zone. That's why they, mm-hmm. they chose this time, three o'clock on the East. And, and it works out incredibly well. It's fun. And during football season, have you looked forward? If anybody had looked forward, of what the NFL slate on that Sunday looks no, like. It's, no, I it, it would be you. Yeah, I, I didn't think of doing that. That that would be taking a peek here. I, I, I hope it's not. Well, I'm sure that um, yeah, I mean, by, pro, the buys probably do start that week. We are probably into a few teams will be off that week. Right. Uh, speaking, of the, speaking of the NFL, there's not going to be a lot of sympathy shed for what I'm about to tell you right now. And this is on ESPN, and I have no idea to the extent of it. Tyreek Hill carted off. Chiefs training camp. Oh, really? You know that story, Trent? Mm-hmm. Just when I thought I kind of had a grasp of it a little bit, because, you know, when it broke on draft night, 
and we heard the audio. Oh, this guy not only does not deserve to play another game in the NFL, he deserves some time. Um, you know, I don't know what to what extent they could p- pursue this, but man, oh man, if it what if it's true what they're saying. Um, he'll never play another down. Then we heard the audio. And then I started to think, you know what? This guy was railroaded a little bit. And then when you hear his side of the story from the press conference, he's boxing with his three-year-old kid. He made it worse. He made it worse. Absolutely made it worse. He's boxing with his kid. You know, Think about how a three-year-old would throw a punch. You're flailing, right? Yes. And this guy's tuning up his kid to the extent that his arm was broken? He made it worse. Yes, he did. He did. He looked bad in that situation. It wasn't Did the NFL know that that was his excuse? This wasn't such a head scratcher to me. Yes. I think Nick Athens right to one extent. Um that the fact that they're in negotiations with the NFLPA and the NFL, and I hope that this isn't the case, but human nature tells me that there's something to this. The, the the players' association want Goodell removed from this. Your judge, jury, and executioner, right? Which makes sense. Absolutely does. I mean, yeah. he is the he's the one. He's the voice. He'll decide, and nobody's going to tell him different. Mm-hmm. And the players' association, who agreed to that in the last agreement, they did. Yes, uh, want that change. So is this part of it? The fact that I mean, we've seen guys suspended for really a couple of games for that. Tyreek Hill broke his kid's arm boxing with him. Boxing, fighting, punching. Not messing around. No, we not, were horsing not around. around. Yes. Exactly. Nothing like that. Yes. I was teaching him to box. He put on the gloves and we went a couple of rounds and only stopped when he broke his arm and started balling. That's not good. No, it's not good. He made no. it worse. There's no doubt. I, like a lot of people, had come around and, and moved off my stance. In fact, was willing to admit that I was wrong and that I was premature and jumped the gun like a lot of people did. I'm not alone. And then when you hear this, I don't get it, man. No. I don't get it. Picture on Twitter right now, Adam Schefter, or Adam Teicher, excuse me, yeah. uh, tweeted it out of him being carted off a leg injury is uh, the report. Big scare stayed on the ground after being hit by a quarterback, Breland, who was breaking up a pass. Hill eventually got up and hobbled over to the medical tent where he is being examined. And then they carted him off. They did, they yes. showed the card. They showed yep. the card, wheeling him back to wherever they're wheeling back uh, to. That's, um, like, nobody's going to shed any tears on that. In fact, how many karma tweets will come out oh, since yeah. then, right? Yeah. I'm sure there are already plenty oh, my. out there. That's, um, I don't know. To, I, I don't get it. To answer our our uh, scheduling question for Sunday, September yes, 29th. Yes, yes, yes. Is there buys? There are two. The 49ers and the Jets. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Although I think both teams are going to be better. Your national window game, CBS has it, but it's two NFC teams playing in that new Flex TV uh, scheduling. Which that they I have. like, by the way. An important one here locally. Oh. So, of course, Bears? we talked about the Cardinals hosting yeah. the Cubs. Uh-huh. So the Bears are in the national window? They are at home mm-hmm. against the Vikings. Whoa. Vikings Bears National CBS three twenty five twenty five kick the other games uh, at the late window Denver you'll be watching that against Jacksonville well yeah they'll still be in it in September Arizona hosting Seattle and the Rams hosting Tampa had a whole lot of juice there early window also not a where are the whole Packers lot. Green Bay they play where are the Packers oh they play Thursday that's why I didn't see okay them. Chiefs 
Chiefs are on the road at Detroit in the early window. I'm going to guess we'll get that game. Yeah, well, absolutely we'll get that game. That'll be a Fox game. Mm-hmm. Boy, Mike Downs has got a chip on his shoulder, doesn't he? Yes. He's pissed off. Look, the reason he signed with Detroit, probably... T- I mean, I don't know what Cleveland was going to offer. That was his first visit, but he wants to go up against his old team twice a year. So, do we need to get a Lions guy on here before the season? Hawkinson is turning heads. Yeah, oh, my God. Turning heads. They're raving about him. And, and There's we, four Hawks on the team. Yes. And every time we, we talk about the NFC North, we talk Packers, yep, Bears, yep, Vikings. That's, yep. what, that's who we talk about most. And seemingly every time, there's a few Lions fans. And I know there are quite a few, especially my age range. Why, though? Barry Sanders. That was it? Yeah. Barry Sanders. Looking for a team. You're 8, 9, 10, 12 years old. But Look, don't you usually looking for a winner at that age? Well, they had one really good year. Yeah, but... The NFC Championship year where they got throttled by the Redskins. Mm. There's more than you would think. I, that that does surprise me. That's now, a, that I'm not talking me. about a weekly segment. No, no, But no. a check-in before we get to the season. Yeah, so, okay. I, I'm kind of like, liking this Lions team, too. I, I don't think they're 11-5 and five good. Well, they're picked last. What, what's, what's their total, do you know? I would guess seven. Six and a half, seven, probably mm-hmm. in that range. But it's not a stretch to see them going nine and seven. Two weeks from today, two weeks from Thursday, we'll be able to go out there and pick up oh, those sheets yes. and look at all the totals and all the futures. Be able to do so online. I, I can't wait for this. This is going to this is going to be so different than our state. You know, we uh, we have football now every week for the next six months. I've been telling you that for the last six months. <laughs> counting down, getting <laughs> You've been closer. Counting here those, we are. Those boxes that will checkpoints yes. along the way. The draft is the halfway point of the season. Of the off season, all these little check marks. Then Peter King goes on vacation, and when he comes back from vacation, you know it's real because the training count. Anyways, he's back. He wrote about yes. Cam Newton over the weekend. Really yeah, enjoyed no, that. You know what? You you alerted me to that, and I didn't read it. Is it is a good read? Yeah, rehabbing the shoulder. What mm-hmm. he's done to improve the way that he's going to play and understanding. He's thirty now. Yeah, he has to play a different way. What a great college player, huh? Yes. Boy, oh boy, and he's been a really good NFL. No, he has. Too. He has absolutely has better Got than I thought he would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't. I don't want to say flash in the pan, but I just didn't know how well he would equate to the NFL. Well, He's been I, better in advertising. You know what I like about him as much as anything? After he scores a touchdown or a teammate scores a touchdown, the ball's rolling around the end zone. He picks it up and finds a kid and gives it every single time. After he does his Superman, uh, well, yeah, he pulls up. Yeah, pulls up in his whatever it is, <laughs> um, to his shirt, I guess. Yeah. But, it's tough to do that visual. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I love the fact that he finds a kid and gives him a ball. Or Bron- her. Game one, Broncos, Atlanta. Hall of Fame game. It's uh, Thursday night. Thursday night. The oh. number's three, I'm guessing, right? Oh, yeah. it's a one, one team, NFL one game. team favored by three. All right, we'll take uh, time out. We'll come back. Brian Walton will help us preview a really big series. Really looking forward to this year. Twins are in Miami, correct? They are. Time to get right. Talk about the, the schedule. Yeah. It's getting right now. Where are the Brew Crew? Uh, they're out on the left coast against Oakland. Oakland's tough. Late night baseball yeah. after Cards Cubs finish up. This uh-huh. evening of sports watching is going to be much better oh, than last, last night. Last night was tough. I mean, Royals, Blue Jays, and uh, Nationals, Braves. You know, Nationals are making a run. They're four and a half out now. Four and a half back. I, that was my preseason pick, and I still have those tickets. Well, don't rip them up. It looked like they were going to be, uh, you should be ripping them up, but they look like they have uh, salvaged the season. Brian Walton joins us next. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. 1460 KXNO. Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO. 
right, welcome back. Point Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, Miller and Condon with you until noon. Cubs cards tonight, first of three, ten games left amongst these two teams. They'll see each other seven out of the last ten games of the regular season, which should make for some outstanding theater, as hopefully these next three nights will. They begin uh, play tonight in a virtual tie at the top of the National League Central. Brian Walton, the CardinalNation.com. He joins the program. Brian, we've talked, we've had this conversation over the years numerous times, just when you think that you can stick a fork in these Redbirds that there's no way that they're going to be a factor. Back they come, and uh, we begin play tonight. Cubs, Cards tied for first place. Cubs, or Cards yeah. rather, playing well. It's been an admirable uh, stretch for the Cardinals. They've gotten better starting pitching until the last week, and I think it's easy to forget that they've been playing without three starters who've been injured. I'm talking about Marcelo Zuna in left, Matt Carpenter in third, and Yadier Molina behind the plate. And the guys who've stepped in for them have done a fine job, and the other Cardinals have uh, tied for the best record in baseball over the last 10 games and, you know, one of the best records uh, since the All-Star break. So, and, you know, the Cubs have continued to play 500 ball, and uh, everybody's right in the middle of, of the battle like we thought. Cubs, Cardinals, and uh, don't forget about the Brewers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I want to go back to the the four-game sweep over the Pirates. That, to me, Brian, really uh, solidified their place in this race. It's tough to go on the road and, you know, win four and sweep a team. The Pirates are a pain in the you-know-what. Them and the Reds going to – now they're reduced to spoiler. But when they were able to hang that sweep on them uh, last week, that that opened my eyes. And I think – you know, you, what you saw is the offense finally step up and have some big games. Paul DeYoung had a three home run game. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, Goldschmidt went wow. deep in every, you know, every one of the four games in Pittsburgh has 10 home runs in July, 26 RBI, the most RBI he's ever had in a month of his entire career. So what you finally saw were the big hitters in the middle of the cards lineup step up and carry them in a big series. And now, you know, granted, they lost two out of three to uh, the Houston Astros over the weekend, but the Houston Astros are the best team in the American League, in in my opinion, and and certainly it's uh, it was no embarrassment to uh, to play them tough, but but lose two out of three. You mentioned the injuries, and that, that's been a, a certainly a big part, really, of the season all year long. Yadier Molina, last time he had this injury, he was able to bounce right back, but now what we're going on three weeks since he's last played. What's the latest on Molina? And didn't have a rehab assignment last time. Will he, will he need one this time? Well, I don't think we're close to seeing Yadier Molina come back. So the question of a rehab assignment seems moot at this point. Uh, he had a hand injury and uh, tried to, f- to fight through it, basically, and uh, couldn't. And uh, the latest word is he's going off to see a hand specialist uh, to consult. So it doesn't sound like Molina can be counted on very soon. But, you know, they were fortunate in that a veteran, former All-Star, and Matt Weeders behind the plate, you know, basically fell to them this spring when he couldn't get a deal with any other team. And Weeders has done a fine job backed up by a rookie, Andrew Kisner. So, you know, the Cardinals really haven't been hurt badly behind the plate at all. Weeders doesn't, isn't hitting for average, but he seems to hit have the big hit, the big home run in, in crucial spots. Uh, Harrison Bader was uh, optioned uh, yesterday off to the minor leagues. He goes, uh, Brian, I'll be honest, as we said at the beginning of the season, I thought this guy was a, was a breakout candidate in baseball, not just with the Cardinals. I thought I saw enough of him in his first go-round that, you know what, they got something here, the Cardinals do. Yet he's batting, I think, he's under 200, I know for sure, um, and has not had a good sophomore season, if you will. Did the fact that they optioned him, did it surprise you, or was this kind of something that's been you know, been uh, whispered about and it was just a matter of time before they sent him down to try and straighten him out? 
Yeah, Ken, I always thought of it the opposite. I mean, Bader's only started six games since the All-Star break. He's hitting 116, you know, since then. His strikeouts are way up, somewhere around 35%. Uh, it's clear when you watch him that he's just lost at the plate. He lets uh, good pitches go that are right down the middle, and then he'll swing at balls that are out of the zone. And he just needs to go down to AAA and relax and play every day. Of course, his defense is always, uh, you know, goal gold glove caliber, but, you know, you can't have a guy hitting under the Mendoza line in a, in a lineup for a competitor. So, you know, I'm sure the Cardinals are hoping he'll go down to AAA and, you know, get his act together and be back up in a few weeks. In the meantime, Dexter Fowler's had a, had a very good season, uh, you know, not a standout MVP season, but a good season, and he'll probably play most of the time in center field, although they've also called up a rookie, Lane Thomas, who can play out there as well, and there's a segment of Cardinal fans that want to see what the, what the young guy can do. Well, they went out and acquired some bullpen help, maybe, as they uh, get they Zach Roskup, okay. a guy that has been on four different teams so far this year. This will be his fourth start of the year. He was with the Dodgers most recently, Seattle after the season began, went to Toronto, wasn't able to stick. He's going to start in Memphis. Any hope at all for Zach Roskup? I look at his numbers this year, and I mean, the guy's been around for years. He's a former Cub, came up with the Cubs, mm-hmm. played with them you know, up and down for a number of years. Uh, and the guy has a career ERA over five and ERA five this year. But if you look at his numbers, he's walked over nine batters per nine innings. Okay, so the guy's walking more than one batter every inning. I just can't see where he's going to be a factor. But, hey, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a shot in the dark. They just paid some uh, cash for him. Although they do apparently have to take somebody off the 40-man roster to make room for him. So that's interesting. But I, I hope the Cardinals aren't done there because I don't think Zach Roskup is going to swing this division one way or the other. <laughs> I don't. What has, uh, what's been the difference in Paul Goldschmidt lately, Brian? Last time we spoke with you, he was one of the guys you identified that needs to, you know, needs to wake up, quite honestly, get back to being the guy that you thought you were getting. Boy, he has been in this last uh, couple of weeks. My God. You know, it's funny. I think it's just confidence. I don't know. I mean, he, you, you ask him, and he just shrugs his shoulders and say, hey, I'm doing the same thing. You know, he's probably the most understated superstar there is in the game. And for a guy of his caliber to, you know, go basically three months, you know, in a, in a terrible slump is, was, was unheard of. He'd had stretches before, but never this long. And so, you know, obviously Goldsmith's not going to hit four you know, home runs in six straight games every time, but it's also important to look back at his history and see that he has performed over time extremely well against the Chicago Cubs, and so it's a great time for him to be hot uh, if you're a Cardinals fan. Another guy that's been pretty hot is Colton Wong, though not a whole lot of pop to go along with it. He has been solidifying over at second base. Boy, he's a good defensive player. He is OPS approaching 900 over the last month. Your thoughts going forward with Colton Wong? Has he finally gotten out of those kind of up-and-down skids, those big peaks and valleys we saw with him in the past? Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned the peaks and valleys, Trent. I mean, I think the, the, the big thing with Colton Long were the peaks and valleys defensively. You know, he would have these stretches where he would make highlight plays, and then he would flub routine plays, and you would just, you know, pull your hair out. He hasn't had those kind of mistakes this year. He's only making the plus plays. And so when you look at the Cardinals up the middle, uh, you know, you've got Paul DeYoung, who is, you know, a very, very solid defender at shortstop. Not as spectacular as Long, but I think the defense of the Cardinals has been a big reason why uh, you know, that they, they've been successful this year, and then Wong's been a big part of that. The bat is still, you know, kind of iffy, although he's doing a little better job getting on base. I'd still love to see him, 
you know, try to advance runners and hit the ball in the gaps more than sometimes, you know, swinging for power. But, you know, Wong is such a valuable defender. I think he's a guy that's, you know, going to remain in this lineup for a long time. All right, Brian, the trade deadline is tomorrow. They, we know the three against the Cubs. Then they're off to Oakland. Then they go into, to Dodger Stadium to take on uh, the best team in the National League and the Dodgers. So it's a tough stretch of the schedule. This clubhouse needs an injection of what? What do you think? If you could have... You know, if they would listen to you, what would you tell them to do here between now and the trade deadline tomorrow? Well, I think what what fans often forget is that it takes two partners to trade. And so, you know, no matter how much one team wants to make a deal, you've got to be lined up with the needs of the other, you know, the other club. And the Cardinals are kind of in a bad place because they've said, hey, we're not going to trade off our major league roster. And our top two prospects, the only guys that are top 100 prospects, outfielder Dylan Carlson and third baseman Nolan Gorman, are probably off limits. So then you've got to try to do a quantity deal where you can get a number of guys that are pretty good but not top caliber and hope you can get a top player. I think from the player perspective, ideally they would get a solid starter. It wouldn't have to be a number one starter, a number four or number five starter, because Michael Walker and Daniel Ponce de Leon just haven't cut it, and the bullpen is tired. The other thing they could use is another left-handed reliever because, as we discussed, I don't think Zach Roskup is the answer. So, you know, if they could shake together, shake out another quality left-handed reliever to go with Andrew Miller, I think that would be positive. Offensively, they're they're probably set because Ozuna is supposed to go on a on a rehab stint soon, and even though he hasn't played for a month, he still leads the Cardinals team in RBI even after Goldschmidt's big, uh, you know, big push. So, you know, there is some help coming on offense. Uh, Matt Carpenter, on the other hand, rehabbing in Triple A and Double A. Uh, is, is really struggling, and he's a big question mark going forward. Crazy after what we saw out of Carpenter, just how disappointing no. this year has been out of him. So you got the Cubs tied with the Cardinals in the top spot. The Brewers still just a game back. Why hasn't any of these three teams been able to completely put it together? And who do you like? How do you handicap it the rest of the way? You know, I was looking at their at their detailed lines, and the Cubs and the Cardinals are very identical across the board. You look at them, you know, in terms of uh, against the various divisions. Um, uh, but the one big difference is home and road. The Chicago Cubs have played extremely well at home and have played very, very poorly on the road this year, while the Cardinals have a 500 record on the road, which is you know basically what you try to accomplish. So, you know, I, I think, and the, the schedule, if you look going forward, is not as favorable for the Cubs as for the Cardinals in terms of home and away and the quality of opponents. But again, you know, those, those Brewers are still the defending league champion and they're going to have a big say in what happens in this division as well. I think the reason no team's pulling away is because they're all good, but they also all have their flaws and there's not, you know, there's not a clear 100 win team uh, in this division, but it looks like as of today, one of the two teams, uh, you know, would be in the wild card and, and, uh, and that's you know a pretty good accomplishment. Hmm. Last thing, Brian, the pitching matchups. I think they're uh, they're very fair from both sides. I don't think there's one that stands out in favor. Maybe if you, if you maybe you see it differently. But Darvish versus Wainwright tonight. Then we move uh, forward to tomorrow, and it's Hendricks against Miklas. Hendricks is pitching well. Miklas kind of depends what night you see him. And then it wraps up Lester versus Flaherty. Does one pitching matchup favor the t- favor a team more than the others? I, yeah, all right, here's my look at him. Adam Wainwright is like a Jekyll and Hyde. His home ERA, 2.33. His road ERA, 7.16. So, Wainwright, if he continues to pitch at home like he has this year, I think he's going to have an edge over Darvish, who's, you know, coming on lately, but has been shake, kind of shaky mm-hmm. overall. Michael S has had a couple of good games recently, but Kyle Hendricks gives the Cardinals a lot of trouble. 
I mean, we saw him, I think, what, he had seven shutout innings against him earlier this year. So, you know, you got to worry about Hendricks if you're a Cardinals side. On the final game, John Lester is another guy that's given the Cardinals trouble. But Jack Flaherty's pitched extremely well. He hasn't a win in like two months because he tends to give up the homer at the least opportune moment. And, of course, we know the Cubs have some guys that can put the ball over the fence. So this should be a very evenly matched uh, series this weekend. Finally, I was thinking of this last night as I was watching the Braves and the Nationals and the Nats are back within four and a half. More than likely, the Dodgers are going to get the wild card winner. I, I think it'd be a shocker if that certainly doesn't happen. Who would you rather play in a divisional round? Say the Cardinals get the division. The Braves or the Nationals, with the health, healthy Max Scherzer, obviously, for the Nationals. Who would you rather see in that divisional round? Mm. I'll tell you why I would rather see the Nationals, and it has nothing to do with the current roster. It has to do with history. For whatever reason, sort of like the Dodgers, when the Cardinals play the Nationals in the postseason, they find a way to win. And there's this, I mean, there are people in Washington still cussing about Pete Cosma, you know, a, a forgettable, forgettable middle infielder who knocked them out of the playoffs when they had a team that looked like it was going to take the World Series. So, you know, I, I wouldn't worry about the Cardinals facing either. I mean, I'd worry, but I'd rather see the Cardinals face the Nationals and the Dodgers in the playoffs because they have a history of being able to beat those guys. Brian Walton, thecardinalnation.com. Brian, thank you. Enjoy this three-game set. We will uh, talk to you in the weeks ahead. Thanks, Brian. Take care. Good to talk to you, Brian Walton. Cardinalnation.com. Home team has won every game of the nine that they've played so far this year. Cubs three-game sweep. Cardinals three-game sweep. Cubs three-game sweep. It's going to be a good series, Trent. A road team, the road team will win a game yes. in this series. Yes. We'll win two games in this series? So you'd like the Cubs to win this series? I think so. I like Darvish a lot tonight. Do you? Over Wainwright? You just heard Wainwright's a different pitcher in St. Louis. True. Made me think a little bit more on that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, but Darvish has been good lately. Yes, Darvish has. has been really good lately. Game two, Hendricks Mikolas. Uh, Hendricks has been terrific. Might lean the home team on that one. Really? Just, when did Hendricks pitch? Friday night in Milwaukee. Yeah. Didn't give up a run. Yep. Yeah, I threw a lot of pitches. which is Not very efficient for him. Mm-hmm. And Madden got criticized, of course, for, for yanking him out, but he's thrown a lot of pitches. And Lester against Flaherty. Lester, certainly a bad. Yeah, I, I like the Cubs here. Okay. Cardinals get the middle one. All right. I think I'll get nail all so three. So the, the, the Cardinals or the Cubs get on an airplane and go home. With a one-game lead. With a one-game lead. Over the Cardinals, and who knows about the Brewers. Uh, good series there with Oakland, though. Yeah, and then the Brewers come to, to Wrigley, right, yes. for the weekend? Yep. Wow, how good is this time of year? It is set up perfectly. All right, team, regardless of the team, Cardinals, Cubs, Brewers, who would you rather see in the divisional round? Is it the Braves or is it the Nats? I think I'd rather see the Braves. I agree with you. Scherzer, we know. I mean, yeah. he, he's banked up right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was reading, uh, I think it was the Washington Post, how pissed off he was that they were putting him on the DL. Yeah, and I he mean, was pissed off that he didn't, as soon as he came off, he didn't yes. get out there the next day. He wanted yes. the ball. So I, I just, I enjoy that guy yeah, so much. Good. I love watching him pitch. Just get the ball, mm-hmm. gets up there, fires. He doesn't care. He goes at his pace. Yeah. He controls tempo. Love that. As dude. good as there is in the game. Yes. Strasburg has been really good. Yeah. He, he's been very good this year. He's, he's been, been a nice turnaround, this team. He's been good as a stopper, too. Corbin is excellent. Think of that one, two, three in a playoff series. Those three guys, that is scary. That's going to be a good race, the uh, the mm-hmm. National League East. It, it's on. Yes. 
It's on, especially uh, you know if the if the Natties can pick them off tonight, mm-hmm. tightens it up even more. We'll come back, finish up the hour, busy hour in the eleven o'clock. Uh, Zuba Mahente's here at eleven twenty, but prior to that, Bill Bender from the Sporting News, Sporting News's top twenty-five is out. Cyclone fans, you'll want to click on it. Hawkeye fans, you want to read something else. Miller and Condon till noon, Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty. Twenty-four hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is fourteen sixty KXNO. Good choice, Trent Condon. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO. Take you up until noon. Bill Bender, Sporting News at 11, Zubin Mahente, 11.20. couple of things, Trent, sports betting-wise. By the way, Des Moines Register just published a really good primer. I'm guessing it's in, I don't know, Thursday's or Wednesday's or Sunday's paper. But regardless, it's a good primer on sports wagering. An FAQ, if you will, okay, uh, type of thing. So Nevada last month handled $322 million in sports. 322, okay. 322. New Jersey did 273 million. Rhode Island did 14 million. Okay. Their highest 20 million, Rhode Island's is. What are we going to do? We being Iowa. And I will, not, not the month of August because it's only a short mm-hmm. month. So we'll, we'll throw that one out. But once September rolls around and football is in full swing, and the state's biggest game of the year, which still incre- just inexplicably to me, Fans don't want this game to continue. Uh-huh. I don't get it. I know that there's some Wisconsin, Alabama envy oh, out there. Oh, no doubt. And I get that part. Yes. I get that part. But Iowa and Iowa State need to play every year. Anyways, so what will the state of Iowa do in September? Rhode Island, $14 million. That was during the summertime, that was, Now, okay, we'll use March because they did 20 during March. 20 Madness, during March. And that was their highest. Well, I did, I did some math here. Mm-hmm. And they've only got, I think, two... I mean, Rhode Island can't be very big, right? It's I've never one, been there. Just a shade over a million. Okay. Where I was 3.15 million. So right. Triple times. it? Triple it. Okay. I say a minimum 50. In in September. $50 million. That minimum. Oh, in I September. Th- I think they'll blow by it. Se- I think I think there'll be more. 80? 70? Se- you know what? I'm going to go Put on record. Put the over under. I'm going to... Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say 70 million in the month of September is an attainable number. 70 million dollars yes. bet wagered legally and with the uh-huh. what do you average? What's per, a casino? Per person? What's a casino? No average on hold. You know anymore. what? Oh, hold a casino? Yes. Low. Uh four? That yeah, that's I that was the number that was in my mm-hmm. head. I thought it was three and a half something like that. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right for sports wagering. Even at that, you got 70 million dollars bet. Pretty nice yeah. hold. No, overall. they're not going to get rich, but it's just another option. Right? Yes. It's just yes. another option. Um, and I'm anxious to see actually how busy the properties are as far as people on site mm-hmm. as opposed to getting the app and betting on your uh, on your phone. I'm anxious to see. So one disappointment for your boy TC over here. Okay. I was hoping that this was going to be like a midnight launch or a 6 a.m. launch. No, it's noon, like. I think. Well, it's, we're on the air till noon. I'm not going to be able to be first in line like I wanted to be first in line. Well, what if you're? What if we're at Prairie that day? Will somebody get to hold my spot? Am I going to get a proxy to hold my spot in line? <laughs> well, you know, there's going to be dignitaries, right? Oh, sure, sure. I'm not There'll talking be about the dignitaries. Gary Palmer, the uh, the. the well, I don't even know if he can bet. 
but somebody's going to be, you know, representing Governor Reynolds. Maybe, maybe she could step up and make maybe the one first of the senators. Avenger. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Something like that. And then they'll get the obligatory photos out of the way. They'll cut the ribbon and then they'll turn it over to the degenerates. Yes. So there yeah. you could be the, at the front of the line. I want to be the riffraff yes. at the front of that line, not the dignitaries. No, that's not for me. I want to be at the front, but we're going to be on the air, and I'm, I don't feel like standing and doing a show. In line. I don't think that'd be good radio for two hours. Well, maybe it would. Have you heard some of our shows this summer? I have. Maybe that would be good radio. <laughs> uh, oh, it's going to be fascinating. It is. Wonderful it's time. Be fun. Two weeks from Thursday, uh, the light turns from red to green. So, as we talked about at the top, I uh, created a firestorm by just putting out a, a tweet with, oh, odds. with the odds. Yeah. With, with the odds. So, what was, what was the firestorm below your tweet? Oh, I mean, first of all, I have seen now the same joke from Cyclone Fan at least 15 times. What is it? Oh, why Why do we schedule Iowa? They're hurting our strength to schedule. Mm. I'm not joking. 15 times at minimum has been in here. They're aware Matt Campbell's never beaten Ferentz, right? Well, I mean, you're, you're getting bogged down with some details there. Right. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story is what you're saying? And I don't think there's ever been a time when Iowa's made that argument when they're talking about a team on the fringes of the top 25. They're talking about 2-10. and 10. Iowa State teams, mm-hmm. not seven and five. Some Iowa bad State Iowa teams. State teams, right? Bad Iowa State teams is where that argument came from. But a uh, uh, somebody tweeted in a really good response. Week one, if Iowa State was playing Nebraska, what that line in Kansas City, neutral site, clones, Cornhuskers. See the the Nebraska love would will make the line disproportionate to what it should be. Mm, boy, I'd love to see that game. Again. Oh, I would too. I'd love to see that game. Again. Can we just schedule that, please, for yeah, week one? Right. You know what? Let's 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 uh, eighty six the Iowa Iowa State series. <laughs> let's play <laughs> Iowa year? State Nebraska, and the Hawks can play. Who do you who would if you Notre Dame? Would that be the Notre team? Dame? Yeah, yeah, that has to be. That would be the team. I mean, there, there's the history that goes along with it. The feigning Irish game from way back in the day. I still remember my grandpa talking about that, and his hatred of Notre Dame was because of that. That's mm-hmm. where that came from. So, yeah, I think not only historically, but it's Notre Dame. I mean, right, right, right. We, we can say that in today's college football environment, it's not the same program and it never will be. And that's all well and good. Still Notre Dame. That's the one that you put mm-hmm. on there. You know, if the, and, and I don't want it to, I, I never want to see this game not be played on a yearly basis. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Notre Dame, Iowa, Nebraska, Iowa State, it's not a bad consolation. Another summer topic that I brought up to you to shot me down. Well, I don't want to see the game end. It's the biggest game. A of the hiatus. Week. It's not ending. No, I know. It's a two-year hiatus. hiatus. I think we'll get to that week in whatever season, whatever year that happens. Say it did happen. I, and again, I don't think it will. I think that we'll be, oh, what the hell were we hoping for? You know, this was a really bad. It seemed like a good idea at the time. At the time, yeah. But boy, am I going to miss it. That's kind of how I see it. Maybe I'm wrong. I've been before. That's for sure. Uh, we'll come back. 11 o'clock hour. Bill Bender. He's got the top 25 out, Sporting News. Cyclones would win that Nebraska game by double digits, by the way. 31-20. Okay. I Clones running that. away. Uh, Zuba Mahente, 11-20. Miller and Condon till noon, 1460. KXNO.